1: Hello everybody and welcome to the IRR show You'll gather as I'm doing the introduction that Big Daddy Liberty is out of the office today He is not well, so we wish him well and he has gone to see a doctor So we do however promise to be informative and controversial and that's how things roll with us I hope to have a very interesting guest, actually a colleague of mine, you've heard him before, Herman Pretorius Herman is probably one of the most articulate, knowledgeable, young, and talkative people I know. And we are largely, but not entirely, going to look at the forthcoming budget and the constraints in particular that are going to be on the finance minister in this regard. So he will be in somewhat later. Should you want to spar with us or send us a message of any kind, the studio number is zero one zero one four zero. Three zero two zero. If you want to send a telegram on zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine, and then the the method we we certainly us older people know best is the is to SMS us to three four five one nine. I would um, like to start with, and it may have been something that's already been discussed, but it it has. A ramific- or doesn't have a ramification And you'll see what I mean later I'm going to talk about The Harvey Weinstein conviction Now you, you, I think everybody knows That Harvey Weinstein Who's seriously a major Hollywood producer Was charged by no- numerous um, uh, actresses And and people working in the industry For various acts of sexual misconduct um Right up to rape in the first degree Which is non-consexual forced rape Now this sparked the hashtag MeToo movement Which really was started by women in Hollywood And gained momentum across the world To raise the issue of One is the dominance of men over women Particularly when it comes to um, Sexual assault and abuse And the movement has really tried to get onto the Idea that women in general should be empowered by, if they, by any convictions that that may arise from this trial in particular and coming out of the movement in particular. uh, In general, sorry. Now, what, there were two women who went to court. There are others who, who have charged against him, but I'm not quite sure at this stage whether they're being prosecuted because they're very well known actresses. He went to court and two women um, lay charges against him, and he was found guilty on two out of five charges. The one charge was third-degree rape, and the other was a criminal, a, a criminal sexual act. Now, America's unique, I suppose, in the Anglosphere of having a, a, a legal system that is quite, quite different from ours – And, and from the, from the English. First of all, laws are different depending which state you're in. So he was, uh, he was tried in New York. And if he'd been tried, perhaps even in, uh, um, New Jersey, the, the charges would have been different. He was charged with first degree rape, but he was ultimately found guilty of third degree rape. Now, the difference between the two, as I said, the first is non-consexual forced uh, uh, forced uh, uh, sexual act. Uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> all the all the sexual no, uh, uh, words are sort of buzzing around. Third degree rape is non consensual sex, but there's no element of force. And we would find that rather unique because, in our certainly in our jurisdiction, rape is non is non consensual so, so, um, sex. You may have. A range of other act, criminal acts that, that include force, but force is not a requirement for uh, for rape. It is just one charge of rape, and it's it's non consensual sex. So I think that's a, a somewhat interesting, from a from our perspective, rather arcane difference. The other um, the other element was sorry, I'm just looking for the description. A criminal s- sexual act in the first degree. Now this refers to non-consensual oral or anal sex um, and in in a person is guilty of criminal assault uh, sorry a criminal sexual act in the first degree if they engage in oral sexual conduct or anal sexual conduct by forcible compulsion and clearly in this case compulsion was an element his his career in, was destroyed essentially Before the charges, before he was found guilty, because the very the very publicity, the very nature of the movement, um, meant that things had changed. the 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 men in power were not going to simply get away with it anymore. One of the um, one one of the ladies who laid the charge commented afterwards that this was a, a great day for. Women's rights in, in America And hopefully it would Now translate into women Everywhere being able To not to have to suffer This fate um, as much as hap- Has happened in the past I think and this is just Pure opinion I think one of the problems Is that hashtag Me too originated from Hollywood and is likely to have The most benefit on Women in the west who have who are, not, if not powerful, they have secure, uh, established careers, or are, are moving into um, what we would call high-level careers. I'm not sure that it's going to, unfortunately, make any difference to women who lower class, lower um, sorry, uh, lower class women, or working working class women rather, or the poor, or the unemployed, or even for many of the middle class, because the. They don't have the power of the media to make an issue of it. And it is such a crisis worldwide and the levels of abuse of women, um, particularly in the developing world and the, the conservative societies of the Middle East and Africa. There is so much work to be done there. I don't believe the hashtag MeToo movement is going to, uh, is going to make a difference, unfortunately. Um, but on the other hand, the, <laughs> The, the what's going to be interesting to see is to what extent further the hashtag me Too movement does the negative and that is to chase and to perse- persecute women, men who are not guilty of anything uh, and that that has that has happened and it's even seen on On occasions, attempted suicide and even suicide. So it's a very, very delicate balance. One still has to strike, notwithstanding the the absoluteness of the issue. So Harvey Weinstein still has to be sentenced. I suspect he faces more. um, He faces more charges. Um, He is almost, almost a tragic figure. I mean, he's, he's had, he's, he's not going to. Recover from this anytime soon, if at all. And he faces the possibility, not the certainty, but the possibility of 25 years in jail. Right. Now on to, let's say, a legal issue of more um, uh, local flavor and basically a contempt for the, the, for, for local justice. A warrant of arrest has been issued for Julius Malema, and the reason it's been issued is because he, igno- he failed to come to court on the charge of discharging a, f- a, f- a firearm in a public place. There are apparently five charges making up this entire issue. Now, whether one sees this as serious or not, and it occurred at a public ra- one of his public rallies, it is a criminal charge, and to ignore... A a court uh, in order order to to attend court to face the charges is an absolute abuse of the system and it shows disregard for the system. And I think we pretty much accept that Julius is one of those guys who lords the judiciary when it suits him. And has only contempt for it when he doesn't, um, and he certainly didn't sound terribly remorseful on this occasion. So I think we can expect to see uh, a little bit of a fight on this one. It'll be interesting to see. I don't think it'll go that far because Julius, with all the great talk and the uh, beating of uh, uh, breast beating, uh, yes, breast beating he indulges in, I think he'll go to court before he actually has to be dragged there. So we'll carry on with some of these. Uh, interesting if some ex- extensive and some mundane issues after the first break
0: By fm your station of choice since 2008
1: and introducing another in- innovation from discams clinic services care connect with care connect your first stop is a clinic sister who will complete a health assessment and professional consultation should you need to see a doctor your nurse can provide a video consultation with a DISCEM Care Connect doctor. The doctor can renew or repeat or provide a prescription and supply any referral letter or sick note needed. You can get your meds there and then. Care Connect, only from Dyschem, pharmacists who care. Right, now we'll go into something financial and worrying probably to all of us directly or indirectly, and that is the tumble of the rand. And the tumble of the JSE. And these are largely to do with the coronavirus. So it's a, it's a worldwide phenomenon. The Rand went, yes, certainly yesterday to over 15 to the dollar. And the JSE tumbled by, I think it was 4%, which is a significant amount. And it probably, they say the lowest amount since about 2010 or 2011. And this is a perfect example of whatever our problems may be, they can only be aggravated by something that is hitting world markets. And it's not only the fact that the virus and the handling of the virus is causing jitters in the across all the developing market viruses and even the developed sorry (laughs) bosses and also the developed market uh bosses. But there's a specific problem for us and that our, our, figures would have also been affected by the fact that we have, we rely extensive on, extensively on exports to China, um, for, f- to boost our GDP. And with those having slowed down, we are essentially being hit on, on two levels. And that's before we even deal with our, um, budget on, on Wednesday and essentially the, the lack of leadership in really getting things going in this country or getting things going at all, to be quite honest. So we are, we we have to get out of that idea that we can go it alone. We cannot go it alone because we will be negatively affected whether we like it or we don't. So our best option is to go it with the rest of the world for the benefits and not just from suffering the negatives. But there is one, um, there is one positive, and that is the maize crop. The planted maize crop is up by twenty nine percent compared to the last season. Now, I went down to the Midlands area, just below the Midlands, Howick, um, for some uh, meetings with farmers in the area, and the trip down was spectacular. I mean, the grass was green, the cows were fat, and the milly fields were, wherever they were, they were so juicy and, and, and in such good shape that it almost looked like they couldn't crowd into the fields they'd been planted in. So that bodes well both for feeding the country and for the for, for for the price of maize for the consumer, so that is probably the best news I'm going to be able to give you in um, in the near future. It does however lead on to what we were doing in in the in, in Natal. Um, we were talking about expropriation without compensation, and the, the the farmers we addressed are interesting because they've been grappling this with this issue, since it first was mentioned at the end of th- 2017, and many of them realised that, you know, we all talked about land being about farmland, about farms, commercial farms, private farms, uh, small farms, and and these farmers uh, responded to to ascertain what the pro- problem, uh, the probable problems were going to be, how it would affect them, and what they needed to do, and in this respect, they really ahead, way ahead of the curve. Of people like uh, big business, who are only now really starting to grapple with how disastrous EWC can be for uh, for, for the country. It's basically about the deprivation of property rights. Now, I want to promote, if I can put it that way, a panel discussion, a live a panel discussion that was recorded at our at the IRR yesterday and has been posted on our website, which is DailyFriend.co.za. And it was a panel discussion on the effects of the EWC from a financial business, financial and investment perspective. On the panel were Lumki LeMondi from WITS, the economist, Davi Root, who's probably a very well-known name, as is Magnus Haystack. And it was really, really fascinating. It was fascinating because it was, it wasn't there to give alternative views to ours. It was basically to, sup- to support, um, our views and to go further in giving detailed explanations of how it affects the the investment market and how it's likely to affect the economy even further and what the government should or should not be doing in order to bring uh, the economy to life and the fact that EWC um, will just bury us further if that's even possible. It's a very, I don't, I I, I don't, I won't elaborate on it for two reasons. One is because, um, I couldn't begin to do it justice from a, from a technical point of view. And the second is because they, 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 uh, they were passionate. They explained it well and they really went into a depth. I would not have been able to envisage or cover and. I think there was one positive comment made, so I'm not. Uh, it's it, it's it's going to be a bit like a an A grade horror show, but I really strongly recommend you uh, watch it on DailyFriend.cr.za. Before I go on to the next item, let me just uh, give you some comments from uh, from listeners. Jenny says there are still people who believe believe that if there is no penetration, that it isn't considered sexual assault. We have such a long way to go, and that's absolutely correct. Another comment, um, and this probably relates to the to subsequently to the subsequent issues. How is it that politicians are governed by a different set of rules to the other citizens of South Africa? I think probably the only answer to that is because they're in power. Um, we bear the brunt of their decision making and we, the decision making is uh, very, very poor to say the least because it goes on a track that doesn't actually deal with the needs of the country. It deal it largely deals with the pursuance of a, of an ideology. But in Derby Ruth's view, which uh, I agree with, the reason that these appalling policies and pieces of legislation are be, being put into place is actually purely for the benefit of the politicians' um, lifestyles. And uh, w- unbelievable as it sounds, I think he's – unfortunately, I think he's right on that. The uh, – I want to – let's stick with politicians and comments and issues of leadership or rather non-leadership. Surah I won't comment on his sonar speech because that's passed and uh, done and dusted. Um, i, I don 't think it was any any different to past speeches. It dwelt on um, negotiations and social compacts and more social compacts between labour and big business and, and, and government, which i 'm very very cynical about but but One of my colleagues made a very good point, uh, John K. I think the article was in yesterday's Daily Maverick. Sorry, Daily Maverick. God, I'm punting the opposition. Daily Friend. Um, He said that he was also very critical of this creation of numerous social compacts. I don't know what they're going to do. But he says the one social compact that matters, that the government is trying to start to destroy, is the Constitution. And I think that was very, very pertinent. That is the only real social compact between the citizens and the government because all a social compact is is the the citizens as a whole accord power to the the governors to govern us. It doesn't give them rights and duties. It doesn't give them rights that are different to ours. So I think he picked up that point absolutely, and I think we're going to develop that theme even more. Having said that, um, I am going to welcome my colleague... Herman Pretorius. And Herman is going to run the show with me for the rest of the program. But, but nevertheless, Herman, great welcome. And Thanks. I've already punted that you are going to talk about the forthcoming budget, but we won't restrict ourselves purely to that.
0: Yes. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> um, perhaps the uh, last issue I raised before we, uh, which is just kind of a bit of fun, before we move on to the, uh, Sorry, onto the budget is mm-hmm. Dudu Mienie is in trouble. Yep. Apparently, she's contradicting herself in court. That's Not, s- yes, in court.
0: That's a massive surprise. I think you know, <laughs> yes, expecting some form of integrity from these uh, from from the Zumaites. I I, 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 for one, to to coin a phrase, am shocked.
1: Apparently, she. Uh, I, I didn't get the gist. I, I actually was found it too boring to actually get the gist of what she. Contradicted herself on, but she, she, if you remember, she originally couldn't come to court because she was indigent, indigent. Oh my God, I'm really having this one. She was indigent. She didn't have the money to do so. <laughs> she apparently walked away from SAA and remember she's got about, she's on about 12, 13, 14, 20 other boards mm. as, as a, as a, as a non-executive director with five million rand. Mm. Um, surely you got a little bit of change from that for your defense
0: yeah no i i I guess you should i it who was it that said that i think it was actually a socialist so speaking about punting the opposition, but I think it was a socialist who said that um you, the only people who make money from politics or going into public service are crooks. Mm. So the, the fact that she has, I mean, I would have loved to have five million rand Ooh. just lying about the place. But what I find most fascinating about the whole Mieni saga mm. is, um, just excuse after excuse mm. after excuse. But the one that really grates, uh, for me personally is this idea that there were white men just unwilling to serve mm. under a black woman. Mm. I mean, the, the fact that, that, that's so cheapens Mm. the actual feminist struggle, the actual struggle against racism there where we encounter it. Mm. The fact that she can then say, oh, you know, 5 million rand severance package, 20 boards I'm sitting on, that doesn't give me the basic funds Mm. to actually get legal representation. That makes a mockery of the court system and access to the courts, Mm. but it also makes a mockery of the 5 million that the taxpayers paid her. But then the thing, she also goes further than that. She makes a mockery of actual racism Mm. by claiming racism mm. when there is clearly none, mm. and she makes a mockery of the actual struggle in Ith- that, that our continent still has far to go in right. terms of getting women uh, into positions of power and respected there. So by latching on, because we have real South Africans who don't have access to the courts, mm. and we have real South Africans struggling uh, against forms of sexism and racism, but the fact that she just appropriates all three to herself when mm. clearly... Not applicable. I mean, it just shows how corrupt this whole idea of cater deployment has really, uh, you know, it, the extent we've we, we've reached with it. It's
1: it's it's the she's almost the ultimate indictment because she's unpleasant by all accounts. She's dictatorial. She's incompetent, and she's used the Zuma playbook on how to avoid court and uninfluence the judge if mm. if you can uninfluence anybody. And we were talking. I was talking earlier about Julius Malema, mm. sort of. Showing contempt to the court by not pitching, so now there's an, a warrant out for his wrist. Yes. Which I must say, to see him go to court in a pair of handcuffs has <laughs> does have a certain appeal. Um, it, but generally, otherwise, other than the, the the more profound points you've made, the less said about her, the better. Yes, no,
0: I agree.
1: Perhaps let's get on to the the budget. I think mm. someone described it as. The most, the the least. You, we expect the least out of it and look f- forward to it with the most anticipation.
0: Yes. No. I mean, I mean, it, it's very much uh, uh, looking forward for. It, it's it's as if Christmas was a bowl of oats. Mm. It's just <laughs> looking forward to something and then it's oats. Uh, I don't like mm. oats, uh, but I like it. The, the, the the thing, I think, what what really is, is is worrisome about this budget is so much hinges on it. So much about the integrity of our, not just our constitutional system, but our financial system, our ability to have a functioning economy, a functioning uh, banking sector, Uh, all of this, it's all the crises Mm. over the last decade. It Mm. feels almost like they've been building to this Mm. moment Mm. when Titin Buweni will really be faced with the tough questions, will they actually uh, uh, confront the issues the country faces head-on. And the ans- short answer... It has to be no. It has to be no, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Because, as I think John K. Burman, our colleague, said in his wonderful piece about uh, the the balance of forces in Mike Pompeo's remarks, um, the ANC has only one sacrosanct text, and that's the Freedom Charter, mm. not the Constitution. It, um, with, with all the, the, the mentions of you know Mbeki referring to the Kudersa negotiation that created the Constitution to be nothing more than a tool to end white domination, I mean, that's not respect for a constitutional system. Mm. So the whole party now reaches this point where it is, it has this fundamental divorce between having priorities they want to spend money on but no money left to steal. Mm -hmm. This idea of a one-time tax, I mean, the the possibility of raising VAT, where do they get the idea that people have more money to give the government?
1: Well, the the idea or the possibility of raising VAT absolutely stunned me because after years of having – we had VAT at 12% for many years and then 14%. Suddenly it changed to 15 and you know mm-hmm. that it's been done because the, the, the fiscus is, ru- has, mm. is running dry. The tax collections are, very, are becoming poorer by the day. Yes. And, but, and, and the, I think you're right. I think the, the ANC, it, I've decided the ANC is actually no different to a form of religion. And, and I don't mean that derogatory. I just mean in the sense that, and, and for this, it is a problem for us. It has a f- set of beliefs that were that sort of formulated in the fifties, with and, and the, mm. the uh, Freedom Charter came into effect at about the, around the same time. Mm. They took on socialism, Marxism, and they cannot, despite all the evidence to the mm. contrary, that their church is going to ruin them, they cannot disavow mm. themselves of the belief.
0: I think it's more cult than religion, yes, probably. in the sense that it is. It, it has these apocalyptic or glorious visions of itself, um, and it just cannot bring itself to engage with even the slightest bit of reality. Mm. I mean, even uh, even the most bizarre religions, uh, being a religious person myself, um, I must say that there are these elements there where, at, le- at the very least, you know, the tire hits the tar mm. at some point with what one might call mainstream religions but when it comes to uh, to the AMC cult it's just it's just fiction mm. it is complete and utter fiction and the um I think we've reached the point where they've, the cult has run out of the church's money Mm. because Mm. I think the ANC and Mandela and Mbeki might have been, you know, a a relatively benevolent societal actor and they got some social credit, they got some um, money, but that's gone now because we've had a, a decade of absolute addiction to senseless. Unrealistic, fantastical ideology, and we are going to pay the price, and not to, you know, uh, tirelessly quote my, Ma- Margaret Thatcher, but we're running out of, the government is running out of other people's money.
1: And one of our concerns is the fact that there are two, two elements. One is that Tito Mbueni understands Brian Lodge what needs to be done, mm. but he will be constrained by his colleagues. And so, for example, SAA will keep ticking over somehow, ESCOM um, will not be properly resolved as a result mm. And the other thing is that he's unlikely to last for very long Yes And I, that would be disastrous for us But you can understand it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, the, when, when your last, when your last hope is the common sense of socialism, then, I mean, you really are up some creek without a mm. paddle. And I think it was Magnus Haysteck at the IRR yesterday. We mm. had this, uh, panel discussion. I, I mentioned on that. I
1: recommended people watch it. Cause it's, yeah, it's,
0: it's, it's very good. The moderator is a bit irritating, but the, the, <laughs> the guests. His <Yes>, truly. <laughs> In, indeed. I only apologize. Uh, but Magnus said that he remembers Trevor Manuel. Uh, saying, um, 15 years ago, this is the last SAA bailout.
1: That was 11 bailouts ago. Yes.
0: And <laughs> so, so the, 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 the bizarreness of it all, it's, the, the state of the nation and the budget kind of are these two e- ugly twin sisters. Um, the one thing is the state of the nation, which is supposed to be the executive reporting back to the legislature on what's been going on with the application of their legislation. There's nothing said about the state of the nation. The state of the nation is mostly the state of the ruling party's mind. Mm. It's not the state of the nation. It mm. doesn't say what's going on in the country, mm. what this actual state of the nation is. And the budget, which is supposed to be an explanation of how we're going to spend the money on the government's priorities, is no longer that. It is, it is damage control in the, mm. I, uh, in the most charitable interpretation of the whole spiel, um, so if we're looking at at what to expect from the budget, listening to Davi Ruut and Kile Mondi and Magnus Isaac yesterday,
1: Thurry thoroughly,
0: thur. thoroughly d- d- uh, depressing.
1: Right, we will continue that conversation after this break.
0: FM one hundred and one point nine megahertz of life. Sounds like a place for Fikile Mbalula. <laughs> he's
1: missed the they've, he's missed, they've missed <laughs> the Sona benefit. <laughs> <laughs> that may be another thing. Um, Sorry, just to pick up on 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 things that I'm not sure will be done yet, but certainly would be would would cover two bases. One is unfair taxation, Mm. and the other area is uh, expropriation without compensation, and that's the whole idea of prescribed assets, Mm. and particularly your hard-earned post-tax pension Mm. income. Yes. Sorry, you know.
0: No, no, no. It's, it's essentially uh, we 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 stole your money the first time around. We promised this time around. We've taxed your income. Yeah. Now from your income, you've saved and you've invested, and now we're going to tax your money again. So it's the second time that we're, they're taxing the same stream of income. But this time, if we're going to believe what Mr. Mwinyi is going to say, this time, this time, promises like Pinky promise they won't they won't waste it or steal it. That's essentially mm-hmm. what prescribed as it is.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I think essentially what, they, what they're what they trying to do, and it's a sign of people who I would dare to say are not not only devout in their ideology, in quotes, um, but are economically illiterate, mm-hmm. is the fact that once these monies are gone, however much they seem to be, they're gone. Yes, they, c- they will not be replenished, and mm-hmm. they will not be a- available to take at a subsequent time. Mm-hmm. They are gone. So at, not only do they impover- may they po- impoverish society, so the society can no longer prov- make the money to provide the taxes, but they'll, they'll, the pot mm. will be empty.
0: And the the thing is, I, I we we spoke about this thing yesterday at the panel discussion, but uh, some of our colleagues have heard cabinet ministers, current cab, cab sitting incumbent. Uh, cabinet ministers say that the ANC's plan is to develop a model for sustainable wealth extraction. <laughs> now, <laughs> we Sorry. can. It, it is. It is. <laughs> they no will sustain laughable. the wealth extraction for a short while. And the thing is, but they, that wealth extraction—that's that's what they're about. And the the problem is, South Africa has one of the, I think, the eighth biggest pension pot, mm. collective pension pot in the world and the the it's the 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 temptation the itchy fingers that the government must have in knowing that their citizens have these monies that they've already taxed but that are, are so temptingly available and the, the whole idea of, of of taking the money that you've saved that you've invested after tax after you've already been taxed on your income and then uh, ploughing that into a black hole like ESCOM or SAA, I mean, it's just all one cocktail of economic bizarre literacy. The idea that you can – if if ESCOM Mm. were managed properly, if the correct decisions were made, if, like some of the ESCOM board members told parliament, political intervention Mm. ceased – then you wouldn't have to force people to invest mm. in ESCOM. Mm. It's, it's what happened in, in the Western Cape, I think in 2014, when there were state developed mm. projects. And because people trusted the government there with their investments, people were willing to invest mm-hmm. in these projects. So the excuse that they need money to prop up, you know, the state-owned enterprises, it, it, it's just expropriation without compensation. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. You've run a
1: campaign or are running a campaign, and or you have done uh, expropriation without compensation to a considerable degree. And part in that and further campaign is prescribed assets. Mm. Just give, Can you give me a sense of what the – main actors, how the main actors have responded to our campaign?
0: Well, um, we started a few weeks ago with open letters to the banks, to the investment companies, to the insurers. To the banks, we asked. If someone is uh, going to lose their home through expropriation, will you still expect that person to pay their bond? And the reply from the banks have been, oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, people will still uh, have to pay for the bond, so they'll lose their homes, businesses, and farms and pay for the privilege of doing so. And then if you go to the insurers, to who we haven't received a reply yet, so some more pressure incoming insurers, just heads up for you. Um, the question is, can they insure, can South African insure their property Against government theft, they can insure it against normal theft, but against Mm. government theft. And then the last thing in the investments is what advice are you giving your clients? How are you trying to hedge your clients against the risks of expropriation without compensation? And the fascinating thing about corporate South Africa is they've gone into this, you know, Corporate safety in numbers. The banks all just, I, I think they, they the, the bank sentences I've heard in the last three weeks consist of two things, a noun, a verb, and barsa. So the Banking Association <laughs> of South Africa. And for the investments, I received an, a, a, a letter from the CEO of CESA a day or two ago saying that, you know, expropriation, property rights, very important, but, you know, things. And I just think if you replace Property rights with any other human right. Let's take the example. Um, The Basar uh, told us, no, Assisa told us, um, the legislation will give clarity on when appropriation, expropriation without compensation might occur. Let's just take property rights out of that Mm. and insert another human right.
1: Mm.
0: Imagine a corporate giant in South Africa saying legislation will make clear when people can be denied the vote legislation can be made clear when people can be denied the right to life. Once you start compromising on the integrity of the Bill of Rights with property rights being internationally acknowledged as human rights, I mean, what's left of the integrity of the Constitution, the social compact? It's
1: the social compact. Well, there are okay, two things interrelated. The one is the fact that we argue that the, uh, property ownership is a th- foundational right in the, in the Constitution. It's not just a right. Mm-hmm. It's the it's right upon which every... Upon which everything else hangs, mm. and Davy Root said this um, beautifully b- uh, to the same extent you mm. can probably paraphrase because i 've suddenly lost it um, He was basically saying that a so- all is essentially a society is first mm. and foremost,' is two people exchanging property yes that 's trade without it, that's trade without trade, nothing else happens yes that 's basically it
0: With, without trade, you just throw away you know three thousand years more four thousand years, five thousand years of Human progress, mm-hmm. the Darby said it perfectly if you can 't own something you can 't trade something if you can 't trade something you sure. can 't have an economy if you can 't have an economy what 's the point of living in the twenty first century
1: well uh, uh, what 's particular and this is why I talk about economic illiteracy financial illiteracy um, is because the the government Sort of constantly goes on about the you know we've got to get into the fourth industrial revolution and people have, we've got to have these smart cities in Lanceria that are going to create these these major hubs and you think and pe- little kids are falling into toilets and yes. dying.
0: I mean uh, it, the fourth industrial revolution I think is a wonderful idea but have we considered getting the whole South Africa past the first one? <laughs> yeah it it, yeah, it absolutely. really is as simple there are people dying in this country because they don't have the basics that a modern society can provide mm. and the, the the reality is and we often sound very cynical as the ir we're not saying that our country is enorm- economically illiterate the common sense of ordinary south africans are incredibly insightful we are stuck with illiterate fat socialists mm. in government daydreaming about things that our people would care about mm. If they had food, health, and the ability to go to schools and not die of the basic things that people were still dying of in the 13th century.
1: Okay, well, after that, I want to come to where the money is going to come from and where it needs to go to after this break.
0: (laughs) IFM 101.9 megahertz of life.
1: I want to go with the fact that there are going to be things that money has to go into. Mm. Um, it doesn't have to go into SAA, but it probably will. It has mm. to go into ESCOM, and it's probably going to go into an increase in uh, social grants. Mm. So where are they going to take money from, or where could they take money from in existing, in, in, in existing departments? With existing mm. budgets,
0: um, while I was listening to that ad for Pick and Pay Norwood, which Baby Hake sounds amazing, I've never heard it. I almost <laughs> thought that we were going to listen to a Treasury ad saying "Pigs with wings now for sale." I mean, it's 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 really the situation where there is no money, um, and you're absolutely right. If 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 they can't pay the social grant system, if the social grant system cannot be financially supported, mm. then then you have, you know, I think 16 million people. Immediately unhappy, and as our colleague Mm -hmm. Ian Crookshanks always says, hungry people become angry people. Uh, Unemployed people become hungry people. Hungry people become unemployed people. So if you look at what Tito Maweni needs to juggle, he needs to juggle those interests because the ANC needs those people to Stay Otherwise, they will uh, become an incredible headache for the ANC, not just, you know, in the future, electorally, but now. Mm-hmm. Um, so where the money is going to come from for these kind of things, ESCOM, a- SAA, these things, as you say, they are the spending priorities. They, The religion, the cult scripture requires, and we to spend money on that. Now, David Root said an interesting thing yesterday that we will probably see a rise in VAT, mm-hmm. which will be very, very worrying, mm. and it will hit the poorest hardest. Yeah. But for political cover, he anticipates there might be the introduction of a new kind of personal tax, a new kind of wealth tax that won't raise money. No, these taxes do not raise money. If you look at the UK, when they lowered their m- top bracket of income tax from 50% to 45%, it brought in more pounds. It literally made more money uh, because that's how tax work. I mean, it's an incentive. So by the introduction of such a pointless, impotent new tax, we won't raise significant revenue. We'll, uh, we'll scare off investors. We'll send people um, with skills and resources uh, overseas, but it will give political cover to actually Increase VAT. That, mm. w- that will, you know, boost the fiscus for some desperately short time.
1: But it's got to have a, the ultimate knock-on effect on every aspect of, of business, of society, of the, the raising, mm. the, the inflation's got to rise.
0: And, uh, I asked Davi and Lunkile Mondi yesterday, how far are we away from price controls? And Davi said, well, I mean, it's the logical next step. Mm. Perhaps not this budget, but it's the logical next step. And the other, and then Mr. Mondi said, When you reach that point, you're finished. Mm. And that's the problem. If you're going to increase VAT, you're going to hit the poor. Boheni knows he's going to hit the poor with VAT, so he has to protect them somehow, Mm. and he needs political coverage. So he's going to throw... People who can pay tax under the bus so that they can extract further wealth from the poor Mm -hmm. on a sustainable basis. But at some point, you're going to sit with a situation where the poor is now taxed so disproportionately Mm. that you're going to have to artificially protect what they spend their money on, price controls. Mm -hmm. And then you're not even considering Mm -hmm. the cost of grain going up under Mm -hmm. expropriation without compensation once food security becomes problematic. I was in uh, the Northwest over the weekend speaking to farmers. And, you know, it's a dire state. These people are leaving the farming industry, farmers who have been productive for decades, are leaving the industry, it's just no longer worth the hassle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that Mulwaney is going to have to cover his political bases by throwing the, actual, the people who pay the most taxes under the bus, scaring them off, so that he can have some cover for hammering the poor for the hard-earned money that they mm-hmm. still somehow get. So it's a bizarre system. They give social grants. Social grants are given because they're taxed. And then social grants are used to buy things, and then they're taxed again. Okay. Well, I mean, you're
1: starting to see the revolts in the sense of there's. A, there, I think today there's a, there's a large group from Soweto who are going to march um, against ESCOM cutting off the electricity because they don't pay. And where one has sympathy for them is they talk about the fact that in a very relatively short period of time the cost of electricity for them has gone up by eight hundred percent. Now there's also a group in the West in the Western Cape who are going to march, I think, tomorrow to, to Parliament to berate the government correctly. So on on the on, the, on, the, on unemployment, on mm-hmm. the absence of jobs. I think there was another issue. I can't remember offhand. What can we do?
0: Well. Um a pressure. There is There is no answer other than pressure. Sure. The thing is we're going to hit an existential crisis in this country, and at that point we're going to have to be ready to apply pressure to break evil ideas and to promote good ideas. And the battle of ideas is exactly that.
1: Right. Herman, thank you very much for joining me. This was a, 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 a budget j- discussion like none other. And thank you to the listeners for... Uh, um, for, for listening and for uh, bearing with us, for bearing with <laughs> us, and um, other than the fact that somebody says we're guilty of groundless doom mongering, um, tell
0: that to the investors. Thank God that they got only
1: five people are listening. Well, at least those five people are hearing the, what's going to happen.
0: Yes.
1: Find us on the Daily and we'll chat to you next week.